and welcome to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. I'm Sarah. I'm Melinda. And this is a podcast about stuff. And things. And travel. We might need to work on this uh, intro a little bit. (laughs) It's like we're still trying to figure out what are we doing. It's been two years? Yeah, well, we're kind of, we're finding new paths this year because you may not have noticed, but the travel well has run a little dry. And we're not talking about our funding. We're talking about the world being on fire in a pandemic, which is still happening. Yep. And as of a couple weeks ago, we are now not allowed to leave a 12 kilometer circle around where we live. So you've gotten worse Yes. Well, our numbers are starting to get better since they implemented this rule. Not that everybody's paying attention to it, but uh, I mean, I technically can't even go to my office anymore. Well, no, that's way outside. That can get you to the grocery store and that's about it. Well, 12 kilometers is, I mean, this is a very rough translation, about six miles. And my office is about seven miles away. You don't need that office. It's fine. We don't need yeah, offices anymore. The world can be our office. <sighs> yeah, but eventually I'd like to see other people's faces again and not just via Zoom. Oh, I'm like, is this not good enough? Is my face not good enough for you? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. One of the things that I do appreciate about masks is that nobody tells you to smile. Oh, yes. Which is great. I love it. I'm loving it. And that I can have resting bitch face and no one's going to call me out on it. (laughs) Or like, you know, as long as I'm not too expressive with my eyes, it's fine. And it's also great when you want to say something to someone, but you don't want them to hear it. I don't know how many times somebody has yelled at me while I'm walking the dog. And I was like, oh, they can't hear me if I mutter, go fuck yourself. Nor can they see my mouth move. It's perfect. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, there are some advantages of masks. I do miss wearing lipstick, though. It's probably, like, vain and petty as that is. I miss it. Well, I've heard if you get those, like, plastic mask cages that you wear under your mask that keeps it away from your lips, then you can wear lipstick. But you're the only one who's going to see it, so... It's like, hey. Yeah, what's the point? I Until I eat something, and then it's yeah. everywhere. Do you have any updates for us? Um, I'm alive. We're in phase two. So, like, some things have opened up again. Doesn't mean much, because I don't have much of a life. I just go to work and do this on my days off. Yeah, we don't have a phase system here, so none of that means anything to me. I'm not entirely sure how many phases there are, or... (laughs) (laughs) All I know is that um, Washington State keeps bouncing between... Well, not the whole state, just certain counties. Between phase phase one and phase two. It is what it is. Yeah, here it keeps bouncing between... Yes, retail is open, and no, retail is not open, 
And so at no point do I ever know whether I can go into a store or not. So I just do everything online, which isn't too different than the usual, but it was kind of nice when things were open to walk places and get a little extra exercise. And to feel like you're out of the house doing something. Yeah. And not just out of the house because the dog needs a walk. Get groceries myself. Yeah. Things are not super exciting right now. No, it's not. Unfortunately, life has gotten a little bit duller. Mm-hmm. And more stressful, too, oddly enough. You would think with things slowing down, there wouldn't be as much stress. But, like, things have gotten way too stressful. Right. I think everyone sort of had this feeling that once there was a vaccine, things would get better. But now there's a new stress where it's like, when am I going to get my vaccine? Can I get my vaccine? How can I get my vaccine? Are they vaccinating people? It was like, hurry up and then wait. Is Germany starting the vaccination process yet? Yes, it started not Boxing Day, but the day after. And in okay. the, between then and now, which is a little bit over a month at this point, by the time it comes out, this comes out, it'll have been probably two months, but they've vaccinated less than 20,000 people in Dusseldorf. We have 600,000 people. Like, I don't know your population off the top of my head. Help me out. 20,000 in a month and a half when we have 600,000 people who need to get two vaccines. Yeah, it's it's slow going. I mean, you know, it's slow going here too, but it's starting. So we're getting there. Yeah, well, Germany has something like around, let's say, 85 million people. And they've vaccinated two million. One round. No big deal. Yeah. It's like, ugh. We'll get there. It's going to be over. Eventually. It's our vaccine. How do we not have more of them? You done goofed. I don't know. Sharing is caring. Yeah. Mm. Share less. I want a vaccination. I would like to come home sometime in the next five years. It's overrated. You're not missing out (laughs) all much. There's no theaters, so there's no movies to go to anymore. I have the overwhelming urge to go to thrift stores. That feels a little bit crazy, but normally I go home every Christmas and my mom's sister and I, we hit up a bunch of thrift stores and I didn't get to do that this year. And I'm just itching for like digging through dirty clothing in a disgusting store. And normally it's the inverse. When we were young and reckless. (laughs) Normally it's the inverse. You are itching because you've been digging through dirty clothes at a disgusting store. Gross. Yeah. Thrift stores are gross, but they're so fun and I miss them. That's fair. I understand that. (sighs) Alas. All right. Do you have anything else important or should we just dive in? Yeah, let's dive in. Do you want to introduce our topic for this week? Do we technically have a sponsor now for this, for our podcast? Not that I'm aware of. This is news to I, me. No, no. I think my mom is our first sponsor. <laughs> so she's... <laughs> Wait, stay with me here. Okay. So before we get into that, this week's episode, we're talking about international snack boxes. And my wonderful, loving mother bought me a subscription for Christmas So I will be getting international snacks all year round, 
So I'm pretty sure she counts as our first sponsor. Uh, thank you to Melinda's mom. Thanks, mom. <laughs> My mom didn't sponsor me. I That's thought... not fair. I had to buy mine. <laughs> My mom loves me more than your mom loves you. Oh, wait. Didn't we decide that already? Anyways, so. Do we need to drop, like, snack box names? Sure. I mean, most of our listeners aren't going to be able to get the one I get, but sure, go ahead. Okay, so the one that I kept getting ads for and I started thinking, hey, this is a good idea. Hey, my mom needs Christmas present ideas. Uh, That was Universal Yum. So that's the one that I will be getting all year. And I am getting one that's just called Snackbox. It's German. That's so boring. If you're not German, that's not going to help you any. (laughs) That's so boring. So um, I got my second box. My first one started out with um, like Christmas treats, holiday treats from a bunch of different places. And this new one that I got is featuring the Netherlands. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, this is fun because I can verify if these things are actually available. <laughs> What's your box? Did you have one or two? I've had one because I ordered mine just after Christmas. And my box is Greek themed. But you'll see why I don't think it's actually Greek stuff as we go through it. <laughs> Um, Germans interpret things a little bit looser with their snacks boxes, maybe. Well, you'll see as we go along, all of these have Greek packaging. So I have no doubt that it's sold in Greece, but like... But they're not necessarily like, hey, this is our thing. Yeah, they're not necessarily Greek products. (laughs) So you'll see. Let me get my snack cards so I can tell you about what I actually got. Dear world, y'all have some interesting stuff that you like to eat on the holidays. Okay. It's a little bit more interesting than, like, American stuff. Okay. That should be given. Okay, so should we do, like, best and worst? Sure. What is my best? Ooh. Um. I mean, if you have some ties, that's fine. Well, the thing is, is that it's really hard to say what's best because so, so many things in this box are American products. <laughs> like, okay, let me see. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten products in my box. And of them, one, two, three, four, five, five are American. Uh... Two are readily available in Germany. And there's one, two, three that I have seen in Greece, but not elsewhere. Okay, so we're going to have to talk about these differently. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. If you want to do yours in order of favorite to least, and I'll alternate by describing my weirdly not Greek products. Well, I mean, I've got 12... And I've cracked okay. into the the my second box, but I want to talk about the holiday one because that was it was cool to have a mix of things from all over. Mm-hmm. 
So one of my favorite things that were in that box was um, they were like turkey and stuffing potato chips. <laughs> Are they Lay's? No, they're like they're Mackies of Scotland. Um, they were so freaking good. I love stuffing so much. I have a problem. <laughs> stuffing is pretty much the best part of Thanksgiving. Or Christmas. I've never had it for Christmas. Or, you know, oh, well, you're not living your best stuffing life. I'm sorry. <laughs> the nice thing, it had, like, all the classic flavors and seasonings of stuffing in the chip, but it wasn't salty, like, too salty. It was perfect, and I loved it. And um, I will take more of those, please. You know, that actually segues nicely for one of my American, not American products. It's totally Greek. What are you talking about? So when I opened the box, right on top is a big bag of Ruffles. And my first thought was, oh, damn it. Is my first box an American box? Because <laughs> they don't tell you. Or for this box, I didn't know in advance. But it was actually a Greek variant of Ruffles. And it was oregano flavor. Okay. Which reminded me of, like, Christmas roast potatoes. I could get down with some oregano chips. Yeah, they were really good. But my first thought, when you see the big Ruffles logo, it's like, ah, crap. I don't want an American box. That's not really fun for me. But yeah, they were really good. But it was also very strange. Like, it's not a potato chip flavor I would anticipate. I mean, potato chips can be made to be any flavor. And it somebody's going to like it. Right, it was just a very, like, heavy herbal flavor. I'm not seeing a problem with this, honestly. <laughs> uh, so what else did you get? I mean, I got all sorts of things. I've got, like, different cookies. Um, different, there was some really good truffles that were French that had, like, cocoa powder. So it was, like, a little bit bitter. Mm -hmm. And then delicious truffleness. Um, I got some funky i think they're german chocolates that had like uh an apple like a gingerbread layer and then like an apple jelly and then like crushed up almond kernels i think or apricot kernels interesting and then it was I'm all covered in chocolate with, the, with that but i do know that aachen which is a few cities south from here is very famous for their own special gingerbread-esque cookie called printin i hate it it's really really one of my least favorite things but they're very famous for it and apparently people like it i grabbed the wrong thing that doesn't tell me without like really looking at it um i got some cocktail like gummies kind of like what we've had before but they're like cosmopolitan tequila cosmopolitan huh yeah <laughs> uh you heard me um I had some super garlicky chips. I think that was from the Czech Republic. Those were really good. Um, my least favorite thing was a Taiwanese egg popcorn. Egg yolk popcorn. Mm. That feels like something you try once and never get again. Which is kind of the joy of these boxes is you get things that you wouldn't otherwise try. By try once, I put, you know, I ate a kernel popcorn it's such a whatever i ate one and i'm like oh gosh so just to make sure <laughs> you got to eat a few more and then it's like oh 
no, this isn't for me. It was just, it was yolky and fishy and popcorny. It was too hmm. much. It's too much for me. I'm sorry. It's, it's not the Taiwanese snack for me. Oh, I see a kitty behind you. My sweet chair bear, but yeah, that was the only thing I didn't like from the box. Everything else was really good. There was tiny little itty bitty baklavas that were amazing. Why wasn't that in my box? <laughs> what? Why wasn't that in my box? That's Greek. Um, Instead of getting I... tiny little baklavas, I got um, Kellogg's Cocoa Puffs in cereal bar form. <laughs> Like a Rice Krispie treat, but Cocoa Puffs? Yeah, sort of. You know those, like, cereal bars? Oop, cat fell down. Um, where it's, like, a cereal bar with, like, a milk like coating on the bottom. Yeah, it's that, but Cocoa yeah. Puffs. And... Very American. I mean, the writing on it is Greek, but Kellogg's is American. And... No, I'm... Pretty sure uh, Battle Kellogg, wait, Battlefield, wherever is uh, it's located in Greece. Oh yeah, I also got Kellogg's pastry crisps, which are those like is that like cornflakes? No, it's oh how to describe it. They definitely have them in the U.S. because I used to buy them a lot, but it's like it's sort of like a pop tart. But it's crispier. Oh, yep. Okay. I know what you're talking about. It's like the form factor of those granola bars with fruit in the middle, but crispy. So it, like, it can snap flaky. if you bend it. Yeah, flaky. Exactly. And those are also good, but Kellogg's. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Who put together your box? Germans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, good effort, but you kind of missed the mark. Yeah. Let's see. What else do I have? I'm going to save one for last because it's the weirdest. I also got a can of Pepsi. Was it good? It was Pepsi Lime, which is less common, but we still have it here. Um, I mean, at least it should have real sugar in it, right? Um, I think it's sugar-free. Oh, okay. Oh, the Pepsi Zero. But, um, yeah. And we also got Tronky, which is a Frau Rocher product. It's sort of like the gold Frau Rocher balls, but it's in, like, a long stick form factor. Like, it's made to look like a log. Like, it's a wafer. That just makes me think of, like, the Kinder Bueno. Basically, but it's literally like shaped like a log and has imprints on it like it were, was a log. So it's like two halves of a long wafer and inside it has like the Ferrero Rocher center. So it, it it's basically a Ferrero Rocher ball, except not a ball and without the nut coating on the outside. But they also sell those here. Um, and then there was also, <laughs> this one made me laugh because you know, the last thing I expected in a Greek theme box was what to open it up and see a box with SpongeBob and Patrick on it. What? what? But they had little mini 
<laughs> it had little mini sandwich cookies that were chocolate. So it was like chocolate cookie, hazelnut filling, chocolate cookie. And it came with a pog. As all candies should. Yeah, the funny thing is, is it was very clearly chocolate and hazelnut flavor. But in the little pamphlet that came with the box, it says you will get either blueberry or watermelon flavor. Oh, my. Which it wasn't blueberry or watermelon. That could be really bad for people with allergies. <laughs> yes, it could. Yikes. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, there were two SpongeBob products in this. There was also a hazelnut wafer bar that was SpongeBob themed. It's called Kukuruku Chocolate Wafer. Except it's not chocolate, it's hazelnut. So, do you want to go into your second box, or...? Well, do you have more, more gems you need to talk about in the meantime? Um, those are the ones... So we had the two Greek products, the hazelnut wafer and the little chocolate cookies that were both Spongebob for some reason. Let's see. I have three products left on here. Go for it. The one that made me laugh, though, is they had a full-size chocolate bar that is very reminiscent of Milka products here. It's like a milk chocolate. I think it's probably just repackaged Milka chocolate. But <laughs> it's... Like repackaged, <sighs> rebranded? Yeah, exactly. Like, same thing, but different packaging. Because apparently the Greek version of Milka is called Lacta. <laughs> Real subtle difference there. And Ew. You know, that doesn't sound appetizing. No. There's a world of difference between Milka and Lacta. Hi, this is Sarah from a few weeks after this was recorded. I did some Googling. It turns out that Milka and Lacta are in fact related. It wasn't all just in my head. Anyway, back to the podcast. But the the kind that I got is Lacta Oreo, which I think we've all probably seen Milka Oreo bars. That's like their introduction to America of like, hey guys, yeah. we're really awesome chocolate and here's an Oreo. Exactly. But these, it's not like cookies and cream filling where it's like Oreos and like a milky whatever. It is Oreo and strawberry. I'd eat that. It's like a Neapolitan. Yes, but it's very forward with like the heavy fake strawberry flavor. Oh, lame. Like the regular one, I think they would have had a hard sell putting it in a, a German snack box because it's just milk out with Oreo. So they're like, let's put a little spin on it and give them the strawberry version, which was fine. But chocolate plus Oreo plus strawberry is very, like, very sweet and a little bit cloying. That's fair. Well, especially if it's the artificial strawberry and not, like, real strawberry. Yeah. Okay, but side note, speaking about Oreos... Have you seen that there's Lady Gaga Oreos as a limited edition? Yes. And so in Did the US... Did you try them? No. And I'll tell you why. So in the US, the Lady Gaga Oreos are pink and green. In Germany... Pink cookie, green cream. Yes. Well, in Germany, 
They are regular Oreos with vanilla flavoring because the food coloring in the Lady Gaga Oreos is illegal in the EU. So wait, are they the chocolate cookie or are they the vanilla cookies? Chocolate cookie, vanilla cream. Not regular cream. It's like vanilla. Oh, that's so boring. Yeah. Okay, well, the American Lady Gaga Oreos are freaking good. (laughs) (laughs) I totally bought some at work and like they taste like they taste like sugar cookies. And I don't Mm. like the chocolate based Oreos. I only like the vanilla, the golden Oreos. So this was like perfect. And I might have bought a second package for home. It just makes you wonder, why is that food coloring illegal here? Yes, but (laughs) I'm still going to eat them because they're really freaking good. (laughs) Fair enough. And they're just kind of fun. Like, when you see, like, it's very, um, it's kind of garish looking (laughs) with the pink and green, but it's also kind of fun. And your brain thinks it should be something fruity. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody was saying, oh, my God, have you seen the Lady Gaga Oreos? They're so amazing. I was like, I saw them at the store. They look like regular Oreos, but it just says with vanilla. I don't get it. And then I... I need you to send me a picture of your packaging. Huh? Uh, you need to send me a picture of the German packaging of them. I actually have that on my phone. It's really super oh, of boring. You, do. you will not be excited. That's like... No... These Oreos are, like, everything you'd expect for something that's packaged and, like, Lady Gaga-like. You know what I mean? I like that you have uh, snowy enrobed ones as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the the white chocolate dipped Oreos, I don't know what they're actually called in the U.S. Here, they're just called snowy enrobed. They used to be called white enrobed. They're not even... But then they had complaints that that kind of sounded like the KKK. (laughs) (laughs) I I can see that. So I think at some point at a Christmas time, they switched it to snowy and robed and never switched back. Solid choice. Let's not promote that. I like snowy (laughs) and robed. It's very uh, wintry. Okay. Um, I just have two more products on my list. So let me do them really quickly. Uh, this one I saw. Sorry, I just had to talk about Oreos. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wish I'd gotten cool Oreos. That would have been fun. Uh, so this last, uh, the second to last one, I actually saw all over Greece when I was there, what, four years ago now. And I didn't pick it up because it didn't look great. It looked, it was like dollar store style candy. And it's a bag of hamburger gummies, so you can build your own gummy burger. And it was exactly what I thought it was. Oh, wait, that's totally an American thing, too. This brand isn't, though. Like, it's a recreation of something that exists in the U.S. I don't necessarily know it came first or second or whatever, but the quality was... It it was no Haribo. (laughs) Oh, no. no. Yeah, and I sound really like I'm down on this box, like it's terrible. I I enjoyed it, it was fun, but it was a little disappointing how many of these were like American brands or products that I've straight up had before. But this last one, this last one made the entire box worth it because it was so weird. I guess it wasn't that weird, it's just the combination of what it is with the brand name feels weird. 
So there's this web series called Good Mythical Morning, where one of the recurring episodes they do is called um, something about like snacks from alternate universes, where they take products. They say that they travel to another universe because the infinite universe theory states that anything that could exist exists somewhere in an alternate universe. So they make up alternate universe products. Like the other day, they said they went to another universe and came back with the alternate universe's version of Nutter Butter, which was called Nutter Utter, which is a big box with an utter on it filled with like a some sort of peanut butter juice. I don't know. That sounds terrible. Yeah. And you have to milk it. But it's all kinds of like weird things like... If we have flaming Hot Cheetos, that means in some universe they have icy Hot Cheetos. So they'd make like... That sounds terrible. <laughs> and then they have to decide if it's a delicious dimension or a snack offension. And most of them are snack offensions because they all sound terrible. So, which made me think of this product. So they had the icy cold Cheetos. And what I got in this box was Cheeto Sweetos. Ah... Uh... <laughs> that makes me think of like the cinnamon sugar cheetos they'll do around holidays well the funny thing about this is that in the pamphlet it clearly says cheetos sweetos but the picture has the word cheetos blocked out and on the packaging they put a sticker over the word cheetos so were we not supposed to know that this is a cheetos product i mean it's got chester cheeto right on it you're getting fined every time you say cheetos cheetos <laughs> Um, so it sounded weird, but then you open it up and you realize it's just that like breakfast cereal that's sort of pillow shaped and has a cream filling in it. Like the Crave? Yes. I think that's what it's Where called. Where it's like Captain Crunch on the outside and chocolate in the inside. And it tears up your mouth yeah, like basically. Captain Crunch. Yeah. So it's like chocolatey cereal with chocolatey filling. So... In actuality, it's not that weird, but the concept of sweet Cheetos is very strange. What's even stranger is that it comes in a little Mylar pouch about the size of like a mini goldfish pouch. But like you, it doesn't tell me how much this cost in, um, in Greece, but you can buy a whole box of that for like two bucks. So this little pouch would have to be like five cents for the amount of cereal you get to make it worth it. They're not cereals, they're uh, snack puffs. Yeah. You can charge more if you put the Cheeto name on it. It even says, perfect for dipping in milk. Like, this is just cereal, my friends. This is not a snack. Cereal's a snack. I don't like cereal unless it's, like, snacking on it. That's not a meal. But, yeah. That That's so funny. Your box is hilarious. It's very... kind of sad. Like, I enjoyed... I mean, the gummies weren't great. They were, like, very cheap gummies. The rest of it was fine. It was just, I don't think I'm a great target audience for this, considering how much of it comes from the U.S. <laughs> Little did she know. <laughs> Do you think, um, like, since it's a German company marketing to Germans, do you think this would be more interesting for someone not from the U.S.? I think yes. The Kellogg's products I have not seen here before. 
well, I have seen the Cocoa Pops, Cocoa Pops bar. It's kind of like 50-50. Half of it you could get here. Because it sounds like there's it... stuff that you can find in Germany, so it's not that... Yeah. Yeah. I feel torn because... Uh, did I enjoy it? Yes. Was it groundbreaking new stuff that I'd never seen before? No. The oregano ruffles were very different. But everything else was like pretty tailored to a German palette and a lot of stuff you could get here. It's a little disappointing. A little bit. And I've already seen the preview for the next box, which is Ireland themed. And I don't know if the people putting it together just didn't know the difference, but it looks to be another 10 products and of them, nine are British and one is Irish. Okay, but speaking about that, on your way home, whenever you make it back here, I'm going to need you to stop at an airport where you can buy me Jaffa cakes. <laughs> that is my life mission. Find an airport with Jaffa Seriously, cakes. Seriously, I need more Jaffa cakes in my life. <sighs> yeah. I'm like almost ready to buy some off of Amazon, but I don't want to go that route. Oh, speaking of buying things off of Amazon. So I tried a recipe the other day that called for... A packet of ranch like powdered dressing and I tried to get it off Amazon four pouches with shipping mind you like if you've never seen a packet of ranch before it's like barely bigger than a credit card it doesn't have that much in it and four pouches with shipping was 30 euros shipping from America I presumably it was off amazon so who knows where exactly it's coming from but narnia i think what four packets might be 2.99 at most probably not it's probably more expensive than you think it is i don't know but i know it's not 30 bucks nah it's (laughs) 25.99 if you can get a full bottle for 2.99 i'm sure you can get a few pouches for that probably like four bucks yeah but four bucks is significantly more reasonable than 30 than 30 bucks how much was the shipping i just want to make some chicken folks let's see ranch ranch. dressing yeah i ended up subbing out so it's a recipe that needed a packet of ranch and a thing of cream cheese so i ended up just getting the herb cream cheese Close enough. Yeah, it was the best approximation I could come up with. All right. No more ranch for Sarah. Um, So my next box that I have started to get into is Netherlands, which it's probably a good thing that I actually don't really mind good black licorice. Oh. Ew. I don't mind it. Like, (laughs) Like Red Vine's black licorice is not good. Everybody, like, when you kind of get the little bit of salted licorice, it's good, Ugh. unless it's, like, salty salty. No. Who had the salty salty? Is That's that Dutch. Sweden? The Dutch? Pretty much anyone okay. north of, like, Hamburg has incredibly salty, um, incredibly salty licorice. Yeah. What if it's a little bit of salt? It's good. But when it's just mostly salt, how do you do it? How do you not shrivel up like a slug? It borders on Vegemite and Marmite territory sometimes. 
You know, it's it's funny when you talk to people about like odd things that you've tried and eaten, and it's like, guess what I've had? <laughs> I went to the Museum of Disgusting Foods, and I knocked a whole lot of stuff off that list. Yeah, that place is so perfect, because it's like these snack boxes. Are you going to want to buy a ton of this stuff? No, but you might want to try it once, you know, in a way that is efficient and doesn't require you hunting it all down. I highly recommend going to the Museum of Disgusting Foods because it was fun, educational, and slightly tasty in some places. And also really disgusting in others. And really gross. But it's kind of fun to say, yeah, I've had fermented shark. What's up? <laughs> yeah, I've had ghost pepper. Eaten some grubs. Oh, we had Carolina Reaper powder? Pepper powder? I thought it was ghost pepper. I was creeper. I don't know. We've we've eaten some weird stuff. <laughs> there was bugs. Um, but no, I don't mind licorice too much, uh, which is probably good because apparently that's a big thing for the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Is they really like their licorice? Yeah, the Dutch so are like, famous for having double salted licorice. <laughs> Am I gonna die from this? Maybe. Uh, so there's one, it's um, like towers, little towers shaped of licorice. And then the other licorice item, it's um, half licorice and half like fruity thing, which I'm kind of looking forward to because I love the vampire bats mm-hmm. from Haribo. It's so good. That's like the good licorice with a little bit of salt to it. Um, but I haven't gotten into those yet. Uh, they had Cadillac candy cars. Okay. Which are little fruit gummies, and they're shaped like Cadillacs, which is really fun. But they had a black currant one. Mm. Yeah. Uh, black currant, strawberry, and cherry were the flavors. I think there was, like, one cherry, which is fine, because I'm not big on cherry-flavored things. Mm-hmm. Because it's kind of gross. It's, like, Robitussin-like to me. But yeah, oh my gosh, the black currant and the strawberry ones were really good, really good. Um, they're Stroop waffles, uh, so unfair. Which aren't like super crazy. You can find Stroop waffles here, but my mom's like, "Oh, I've seen those before, and I never got them. I'm not sure." I'm like, "Just get them." <laughs> yeah, buy the Stroop waffle. Oftentimes, they're made with a slightly different syrup when you get them in the U.S. I don't care. I want all of them <laughs> everywhere. I will never turn down a Stroop waffle. Oh my gosh. I fell down a wormhole trying to figure out what kind of pepper we had at the Disgusting Feud Museum. Feud. Disgusting Feud. Disgusting Food Museum. And I landed on their feud. page that sells merch. It's like Family Feud, but with food. <laughs> Oh my, they have merch? Yes. And most of it's just like their logo. Missed opportunity. But they have one t-shirt that has a picture of the mouse wine. Oh! So one of the things they have in the museum that you can't sample but is there on display is a large glass like growler in which baby mouse wine is being made, which involves just fermenting baby mice. It's exactly what you think it is. Yeah. 
It's a little unsettling. Yes, it is. It's um, it's not something I want on a t-shirt, personally. I wouldn't either. I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. I'm going to forget this by Christmas. Do they have hoodies? <laughs> Do they, have hoodies? Uh, they have a hoodie. So one of the things on display in the museum is a plastic pig filled with, like, syringes. You can get a picture of that on a hoodie. It's supposed to be some statement about the hormones pumped into piglets. I do not want a mouse wine shirt. Do not get that for me. Ooh. I don't want that either. You can get it. That makes me uncomfortable with the needles. You can get a mask that says yuck on it. Okay. (laughs) I like the logo with the yuck. That's cute. They have one that has a picture of a bull's testicle. And over it, it says soon to be disgusted at the Disgusting Food Museum. Why do I keep saying feud? I don't know. <laughs> There's quite, that's, I mean, some of these are a little, a little racy. <laughs> I like the yo- logo. Just stick with the logo. Um, but yes. On a more appetizing <laughs> side of things, buy the Shroop Waffle. Yes. One of the other things that I did try was a sour violet candy. Yep. Violet candy Those, I mean, exists in Europe, and I find it very strange because it tastes kind of perfumey. Yeah, it's a little florally, but not overwhelming so, and not super sour or anything. But it was okay. It's not bad. I don't know if I've seen that in the Netherlands. I've definitely seen Violet Candy in the UK, though. And theirs is very, very perfumey. Ooh. Uh, there's also something in the box that kind of reminds me of Warheads. Okay. That's supposed to be another sour hard candy. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, and then there is from, I guess the brand is Roca, R-O-K-A, or Roca. Uh, um. They're cheese biscuits or crisps. One's just cheese and the other one is cheese. I think it's supposed to be cheddar and raspberry. Interesting. Yeah, it doesn't sound bad. It's just not necessarily a combination that you would think of. And then Hmm. there looks like there's like um, spice cookies, chocolates, a bag of chips, I got the sour cream and onion ones. Not that exciting, but I don't know. But are they Lay's? I feel like <laughs> No, they're not. They're um they're handcrafted and they're organic. Your box sounds like it's more fun than mine. <laughs> I swear, if yeah, I get another it, box honestly, full of Kellogg's, I am not going to be happy. <laughs> this box definitely sounds like there's going to be nothing in it that I find that I can't eat. I mean, it was totally worth trying it. The egg yolk popcorn. Salt, salted egg yolk popcorn. It was bad. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to get through the rest of this box. It has lots of good looking foods. Yeah, let me... And the fun thing is, since I'm not the one who purchased the box... It's always a surprise when I get it. I don't know what's coming up in it. Yeah, see, I 
I didn't know for the first box because they had already sent out the the January box will be blah blah blah. Uh, but I got the email this time for my February box. Hmm. <laughs> oh no. Let me see if I can find it again. Come on. Your page is really slow. Until now. What are you looking up? I'm just looking up Ew. what's in my next box. They've introduced a American specific box. You just get American snacks every month. And their example has a couple different types of M&Ms. Fanta. <laughs> Jolly Ranchers. Butterfingers. Nerds. Mike and Ike's. Hello Panda. Um, eh. but like not. We might have different definition, de- different definitions. Yeah, and these aren't. None of them is just like the standard version. It's not just a box of Jolly Ranchers. It's Jolly Rancher gummies, or Butterfinger Crisp, or Reese's Take Five. I think eh, those. <sighs> hmm. It's not marketed to me. Let's put it that way. You might have to find a different box. Yeah. So, the February box is Ireland theme, like I said, and it's not loading the picture. Load the picture. It seems like there's a can of Fanta or Pepsi in every single box, which is interesting. Strange. Like, come on, if you want to do an American box, put a can of White Claw in there, please. Can of White Claw. <laughs> <laughs> or at least like LaCroix come on I... anyways um, hopefully you found this episode interesting feel free to send us um, snacks from your country or state <laughs> I love <laughs> snacks uh, but I don't know this might be something that we do once a month it might be something that we do every now and again to catch you up on like the hits and misses of these boxes yeah probably not every month otherwise half of our episodes will be snack boxes I'm not mad about this (laughs) I like food I do too but if all of my products are Kellogg's I'm not going to have a whole lot to talk about this is true (laughs) Kellogg's and Pepsi that's all you need in life. This month's Fanta was tropical. This month's Fanta was orange. God, I miss those Fanta commercials. Uh, the picture just loaded. Guess what kind of Fanta I have next orange. month. Tropical orange. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally what we both said it was going to be. oh my gosh i love it um yeah tell us about the snacks that is from your state your country what's your big thing is it kellogg's i don't think america is that like nuts for kellogg's like it's uh stable i don't know it's just here do you know why uh kellogg's uh cornflakes cornflakes were created 
because it was uh, a sanatorium, sanitarium, it, and that you needed to have bland food. Because seasoned food, or like food with more flavor, encourages you to uh, masturbate. That was their theory. Yeah. Was it a sanitarium or a sanatorium? Sanitarium, I think. I'm not quite sure what the difference is. I don't either. But Kellogg's was... Most of them were bad. The Kellogg's guy was super anti-masturbation. Yeah. Yeah. And now we have cornflakes. Mmm. I knew there was a reason I didn't like cornflakes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to go there with a joke. Um, anyways, uh, join us next time. This is the year of a little bit more of a free-for-all, so join our next episode for more adventures into the unknown with a touch of travel, because pandemic year two. (laughs) God, remember when we thought this will all be over soon? I mean, we've got some light at the end of the tunnel, but it's still far away. Yeah. Well, we'll see about this. Anyway. We'll get to a better spot together. I gotta come home at some point, because if my only access to American food is a weird American snack box, I will go crazy. Ooh. Weird German snack box with a heavy emphasis on Merka. Mmm. Kellogg's, M&M's, and Mike and Ike's. And Pepsi. And Pepsi. What could possibly go wrong? Diabetes. You didn't say it right. <laughs> no one could ever say it quite as well as Wilford Brimley. Diabetes. Anyways, until then, it's an adventure. So try some unusual snack foods. Buy the Stroop waffle. That too. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating on whatever platform you are listening to us on. If you're interested in following us, look us up on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We're on all three platforms as at C to Unknown. That's S-E-A-T-O Unknown. Or you can jump right onto our website, www.c2unknown.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at S-A-R underscore S. And Melinda is on both as at Hooligan Monster. If you have any travel stories or tips you want to share with us, please reach out to us at our email, which is c2unknown at gmail.com. Thank you, and we hope to see you back here next week. Bye!